Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, November 11th, 2021, and this is day 1342 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we adore you and glorify you. We honor you, Lord, with all our inner being. And and I just thank you so much for creating us in your image and giving us your breath of life and for equipping us to even go forth rough times, to go forth and be prosperous in the rough times and in the times where it's peaceful. Lord Jesus, that we not take anything for granted, but always be ready to move as you say to move. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Today's message is, it's time to leave your comfort zone. Yep, it feels pretty good there. But don't get used to it (laughs) because there will be a shaking up coming that means that it's time for you to go in a different direction. But make sure that you are keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. Don't move on your own. Do it as the Holy Spirit leads and guides you. So we're going to be coming out of Acts chapter 8 verses 1 through 8. Sometimes God will allow a disruption to take place to get us to um, the next phase in our life along the journey that he's carved out for us. He knew what our purpose was before we were even in our mother's womb. He knew what we would be doing. He knew his plans for us. All right, so Acts Uh, chapter 8, starting at verse 1. This all takes place after the stoning of their wonderful godly friend and colleague and apostle, a deacon and leader, Stephen, uh, who was a mighty man of God. So after he was killed, he was the first martyr of the church uh, in the book of Acts. And uh, it it was rough, but I'll tell you what, (laughs) he stood up to those people Uh, You need to read uh, all of that uh, when you get some time. But he stood up to the enemy and uh, told them from beginning to end about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, so many of the things that he said uh, were like what Jesus said, because he said, um, you know, basically, um, you know, forgive them and uh, the people and in this case, um, Jesus stood up at the right hand of the Father. It says, and I'll just jump over there in Acts 7.55, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And this is the only place that I've read in the Bible and other scholars have said, or scholars have said, I'm not a scholar, but (laughs) I am uh, just a a regular person that the Holy Spirit uh, has led to teach and given uh, the word of God to share. But um, yeah, that this is the first place or only place in the Bible that shows Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father uh, for 
you know, one of his that were being stoned. Uh, it is just so powerful. But after that happens, uh, now let's go to Acts chapter 8, starting at verse 1, uh, to see what takes place. It says, On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. This was Saul, the man that God, excuse me, was going to would use, actually, to write the majority of the New Testament. He didn't know it yet, but it's coming. In the meantime, he's doing what he knew to do, and that was to persecute Christians, even murdering Christians. Verse 4 says, Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. You notice, they did not let that stop them from fulfilling their purpose. Philip went down to the city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. So after they saw the miracles and the signs of God and, you know, all the all these miraculous things taking place, they thought, ah, this is somebody we need to pay attention to. And they paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, Impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. And there was great joy because of the obedience of Philip and all those others who went out to do what God had called them to do, even through persecution, even after having to leave uh, what they had come to know is their comfortable home, fellowshipping one with another, breaking bread with each other, and everyone having what they needed. If someone needed something and another person had it, they would sell what they had to make sure that everyone had what they needed. Point number one, have you ever started a new job and gone through the agony of learning their processes pertaining to the expertise you were hired for? Especially when you had been on your old job for so long, so many years. I mean, you uh, could do your old work even in your sleep. You got that comfortable <laughs> and that good at it, right? You knew everyone and their personalities, their quirks, their ups, their downs, their ins and outs, when to talk to them, when to not talk to them. <laughs> you knew not to take it personal because you knew them. You had a relationship with them. Now you're in a brand new place starting all over again. That's kind of what happened to the believers of the first church in the book of Acts. They knew one another well and shared with each other when in need. Now they've been scattered after the death of one of their dear leaders and colleagues. Sometimes things happen in our lives that are rough, that can be sad, or just something just out of the blue that we weren't even expecting. You know, just just out of nowhere, like, oh my gosh, 
They're getting ready. They just towed my house down accidentally. You know what I mean? Or just knocked it down. What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? I don't have a lot of money saved up to go and stay in a hotel. I'm just saying just something out of the blue or the earth begins to suck your house up. And this has happened to people. And it's like, oh my gosh, I need to get out with whatever I can. And it's very serious. It's very scary. And it's very dangerous. And you need to save your life. And these are things that have happened to people and a great shift has taken place. These things happen to take sometimes, and, and, and when you are a believer in, in God, uh, to take us to our next mission, our, our next level in our God-given purpose. We may not understand it at the time, but we know that God is in control and he knows what's best for us. We need to obey and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit because the Lord has great plans for you. Ah, glory to God. Point number two. I just made note of these of the following because it just jumped out at me and I want to share it with you. Okay. So first of all, you've been equipped to overcome the attacks of the enemy. God has given you what to do. Uh, when the enemy attacks uh, we don't dwell uh, with him or <clears throat> try to fight him in the flesh. It is spiritual warfare. So God has told us to be equipped at all times with our full armor on. So our full armor <clears throat> consists of our helmet of salvation, our breastplate of righteousness, um, our shield of faith, our belt <clears throat> of truth, our shoes of peace, <clears throat> excuse me, um, our sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and prayer, and prayer in all kinds of tongues through the power of the Holy Spirit that the Lord will give us. So we need to be equipped in these areas. And then we take on the mind of Christ when we're obeying and doing those things and, and we'll do the things that God would have us to do. <clears throat> point number two, uh, not point number two, but number two. You will know when it's time to leave the nest. There will be a shaking up sometimes. There will be uh, something that takes place that <clears throat> that um, will shift you uh, from one place to the next that God has prepared for you. And then third, your new purpose is now taking you to a different location with different people. Uh, and God will give you the courage. He will give you uh, the strength and endurance and commitment that you need to learn uh, how to function in the new role, uh, but using your same gifts, you, your gifts and talents that God has given you, they're not taken away. Uh, God will uh, use those same gifts and talents uh, at your new place, but it may be in a whole uh, different arena, a whole different platform. And then the fourth thing that stood out, others are blessed because of your obedience. As you can see with Philip, all the people that were healed, that were paralyzed, that were full of demons, and some that were full of demons and some that were sick uh, were healed. They were delivered and set free because of his obedience and all the others that moved when the Lord moved them. And it was not necessarily an ideal situation. Uh, please understand that. It is not always going to do be a bed of roses uh, when the shaking up comes. Whatever it is, it's going to make uh, <clears throat> a scatter or move on to the next 
phase that God has for us. Just yesterday, well, let me back up a little bit. I um, have been sharing with you how God has been shutting doors uh, for me <laughs> and uh, four doors when it when it came to writing grants. Uh, one I had written and they had told me, give me the okay to do all these things. And and uh, even though I hadn't had uh, two years as a 501c3 yet, oh yeah, go ahead and submit the grant application. Uh, then they said, no, oh, can't accept it. This is with a, the grantor that I've been blessed with a grant to function transition zone now uh, through. And uh, then they said, well, do it the same way with a fiscal agent, uh, the same company you used before, uh, Center for Conflict Resolution that's been wonderful. Uh, and they said, absolutely, we'll do that, Jackie. Went back with that information. They said, okay, and the grantor, and then within a day said, no, that's not going to work. We cannot allow you to apply for this grant. And it was just really very odd. And, and the door was just slammed. Uh, then the next one, I, I knew I, I uh, was told, hey, go for this grant. Uh, and uh, the lady is looking for people. They need people to give these grants out to. I began the process. Uh, I was about maybe a fourth of the way through the grant and uh, had a question and uh, finally got the opportunity to talk with uh, the representative of the grant, grantor. And as I was talking to her, sharing a little about my business being a nonprofit and working with youth, and she said, oh my goodness, we don't take nonprofits. And so that door was shut. And uh, then <laughs> there was uh, another one that my old boss from the Center for Conflict Resolution, who is my friend, actually Annette, told me about that she said, I want you to reach out to this person. I know them. They've helped us here in the past with grants. And I know they will, you know, basically do the same with you. Did that, reached out, and he sent me an email the next day and said, Jackie, I'm so sorry. We're refocusing, you know, our platform is now working with schools and keeping teachers in schools and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, so I'm like, okay, that door was shut. And then there was this fourth thing that came up last week. Uh, a young lady, my sister, uh, encountered, didn't know her, but she uh, was referred to us by a friend who's a grant writer and uh, wanted to meet with us about writing grants for us. I'm always skeptical about people <laughs> that say they can do this, that, and the other. I always want to make sure and talk to them well. All kind of things happened and we were not able to meet with her. And so God was saying to me, that's not the direction I would have you to go. And I'm going to have you go a totally different direction uh, in order to finance this wonderful endeavor that I've given you to do called Transition Zone, teaching youth entrepreneurship and workforce skills, etiquette, life skills, working with their families, all these wonderful things that he's blessed me to do. And with these wonderful youth who are excited and, uh, you know, rambunctious and ready to learn. Um, and yesterday, uh, he led me, uh, my me and my husband, my husband had told me about this wonderful cafe on 43rd and Troost. And uh, God had told me, that we're going to be doing little vignettes, little soirees, and inviting small groups of people to come and learn about what we do, and they will become our partners, individuals like you, 
become our partners and be helping to support what we're doing by giving uh, from, you know, your own pockets. And uh, it might be $5, $10 a month, $100 a month, whatever it is that God puts on your heart. So we went to the place and my husband ordered something. There's a black young man that owns it, a delightful young man. And we were just ordering our food and uh, my husband was ordering and uh, they have like an event space in the, and it's very cozy, very nice. And um, I said, as we, he was talking to us and getting our order and, and I said, he said, what did you, what would I like? And I said, well, I really am here to look at your space. And, and uh, I told him I, I have a nonprofit and um, we, we help youth and we teach them workforce skills and entrepreneurship. He, and his eyes just lit up and he said, I work with youth too. And he said, I'm very passionate about youth. And we start talking and he said, I start telling him what I want to do. He said, that's great. He said, here's our space, what we can do. Please walk around and, and look at it. And people were coming in. He was the only one making everything and doing everything, making the wonderful coffees and, and the, uh, the, um, uh, the different uh, drinks that they serve, energy drinks. It was a healthy food kind of place. And, and he's in school at UMKC and he, and he works in the community. And, and I got to know all these things. He said, well, let's talk about it. You know, I can talk now. And while he's working, I'm talking to him. And, and I told him what we did and that we're nonprofit. And, and his rate was like 40 an hour to use the space. And, and then when I told him we're nonprofit, he said, well, I'll, for you, it's half price. 20 an hour. And, and, and it just was so exciting to me. I knew this is where God would have me to be. And uh, we set it up for our first information sharing get together will be you know, uh, December 18th on a Saturday from one to three. And uh, if you are interested in coming, we'd love to have you to learn more about what we're doing. Uh, I basically summed it up, though, but we will have it laid out well. Um, and if you are interested, please reach out to me on our website and I'll get you an invitation. And I'll also make sure I'm going to work on getting that invitation on the website uh, or link it to the website for Transition Zone. So I said all that to say. All those doors were shut. And, and and it was like God saying, I'm taking you out of that comfort zone. It's not going to be done the traditional way that you're used to. It's going to be done one person at a time that is going to, that are going to be your hundreds, if not thousands of people will be partnering with you in this endeavor through their financial support, through their resources, uh, through their skills uh, coming to share. And, um, you know, as we've had many come to share their expertise with the youth. That is how this is going to function. Now I get it. Now I understand. And I'm grateful to God. I'm, he's moved me out of that comfort zone. Uh, and I, I, I believe he's doing the same for you. So what is it that he's shown you uh, to do differently? What is it that he, where he's boosting you out of that area that you're so used to? <clears throat> and he's saying, move on to the next level uh, in a different way. If you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate right there. I don't care if you do nothing else. 
This is the very first and most important step to be with, to know that you'll be with Jesus for eternity. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-V like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.